You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shreparks and Jack Fritz. Welcome on in to another edition of Clap Your Hands. Uh, as you just heard there, obviously the big Clap Your Hands intro. And I will say, Elliot, um, whenever I'm feeling down, you know, and, and feeling a little nervous, and I don't really know. How Why to, are you feeling nervous? Well, I don't really know how to feel. Something today. happening? Yeah, something's happening tonight that uh, I really need to go one way because if it doesn't go one way, yeah, this will be my last podcast recording. This, this, this will be the end of Clap Your Hands. <laughs> this will be the end of. It's clean. been a good trio. It's good, been a good, a good three episodes. Uh, yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, the, the clapping at the beginning just puts me in such a better spot. So you have bad contacts today, so you're all congested. Yeah, we, we're in a rough spot individually and then collectively. <laughs> so you don't wear contacts, right? Used to, but not anymore. Okay. So I swear this happens like once every six weeks. Or no, like probably more like once every two and a half months or so. Like I'll put them in, and I don't know what it is, but it just burns my eyes to no end. And then like my nose starts running, so. Yeah. Well, because I walked in today and I was like, dude, it's just a game seven. Like, you don't, Yeah, I know. Like, well, Rod was like, what's wrong? I was worried someone was going to think I was like crying. <laughs> but we don't show any emotion. No. Not no. here. Not on I, the air. Exactly. No emotion ever. We were um, just stonewalled. It is, it is funny, though, two things. One, there's no denying the clap does kind of just like give you a, a boost. Yeah, like, it's, I, it's, like, it's I don't know what to say. Like, like, you know what? People always put like those things on Instagram where it's like, you know say how you want to feel like be what you want to be or whatever like i don't know the clapping makes me think like maybe that stuff works <laughs> like like positive energy of just being like you know say it and it'll come true yeah like so go ahead say what you want to have happen just say it phil's win game seven and the sixer season starts thursday there's a lot oh, to, there there's go. a lot to get into today it's funny because most people listening to this probably i would you know some people listen today but tomorrow i would think like so they'll know the result yeah well Future you. A future me. All right, so let's go into – so if you're listening to this after Game 7, um, I mean, Ranger Suarez is God. Yeah. That's, it's as simple as that. And you never doubted him. Anyone ne- would never, ever well, doubt. Well, what's your thing? Never a doubt? Never a doubt. Never yeah. a doubt. Yeah. So if they lose – Okay, thank you. Yeah. Is this worse than any Sixers playoff loss? Uh, so so the closest comp is the Hawks. Closest comp is the Hawks, but they, the were Hawks. N- they were never up 2-0 in the Hawks. Uh, what were they, 1-1? One, one? It was 1-1, one, because one, I think they lost game one. Yeah, but they one. also blew a 26-point lead. They did. And... They did. <laughs> Which is still like, how? You know? I know. I mean, it's so... That's it's like... the one that really sticks out. It's like, like it's the like Raptors the... one you can accept, the Heat one, everyone was well, hurt. Well, they were never like... favorites in any of those series. Like, like I think the... must have been favorites in the Hawks I don't... series. No, I'm saying that. The Hawks series oh, was yeah, the one okay, that right. was... They yeah. were like heavy, They heavy were not favorites, favorites against uh, the Heat. They couldn't have been. They did have home field, home court advantage, and Embiid was hurt. Uh, I don't believe they were favorites against Celtics. Most positive, never. Um, the Raptors series, I would think not because they didn't have home court advantage. Nope. So yeah, the Hawks would be the most similar one to the Diamondbacks. Um, I mean, obviously the Diamondbacks is in the championship round, which is a little different. A little but, different, yeah. But I think like vibes wise, yeah, it would hurt. 
It would hurt. But, yeah, but it's, it's not going to happen. It's hard to win in the playoffs. Yep, <laughs> just like you've always like said. Like I've always said. Everyone that didn't think all those playoff wins were important, all of a sudden will be like, well, they did, you know. So, but I, th- I, I actually I, don't think that's going to be the reaction. I think I think it's going to be despair if they lose. You think right. so? Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be G. Willikers. What a great season! I actually agree with you. On that. <laughs> they're yeah. up, they're up too well. They blew a five three lead in in Arizona. Yeah, and they no show to game six. Who would ever no show game six? Yeah, <laughs> not anybody on the pod we talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, they just um, listen. If they show up like the Sixers showed up in game seven, it'll be ugly. It'll be it'll be ugly. I mean, that's why people. That's why the reaction was so heavy to the Sixers loss. Yeah, is like cause they do. It's one thing. It's one thing to lose, right? It was the other thing to like to no not, show. To they, yeah, show the Phillies up. completely no showed, just like the Sixers did, unfortunately, in Game Seven. Yeah, uh, but you know what? It's a new season. <laughs> it is a new season. Well, it's a new season and it's a new podcast. So I think yes, that's exactly. the most important. We're thing. here to save the Sixers. That's that's been the bit all along. As my eyes burn to death and your nose is congested. Yeah, well, well slowly. Yeah, it's 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 getting there. So um, I woke up to this this morning, Elliot. So did I. And I and I just I don't really I don't really get it. I don't know okay. why it's out there. Um, so Keith Pompey puts out this morning that the Knicks are willing to offer a package that includes three players, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, and Mitchell <laughs> Robinson uh, in exchange for Joel Embiid with two or three first-round picks attached to it. So it's so funny to picture the Knicks calling and being like, all right, you can have three of the four. Like, we're not doing all four. Yeah. Um. So I have a lot of thoughts on this. My first is, obviously, I would not do that trade. Like, obviously. That trade, the Knicks are the most, and I, actually, are you are you? Knicks fan, James. Sorry. Okay. A producer, James. Well, I, I he's thought wearing was a Philly in. shirt right now. I know. Well, he's, I know. A, he's a Brunson guy. He's so, a Brunson guy. Yeah. yeah, that's true. The the Knicks are trash, and everyone on the roster, mostly, honestly, besides Brunson, who I came around in the playoffs, are just like empty number frauds. So I have no interest in trading for anybody on the Knicks, and those picks are not going to be good picks because once you have Joel, you're basically guaranteed a top four seed in the East, and especially if you keep Brunson with them, they could be legit title contenders if they you know, uh, put good pieces around. Although I will say it would be very Knicks-ish to get Embiid. And uh, now if you make it like 2030. Yeah, yeah, well, you would need late picks. Yeah. Late picks. So that you, you'd be betting on Embiid not lasting another five years. Um, it'd be very Knicks-ish for these last, what, 10 years. They've, they've been tank, not tanking, yes. but like just being an incompetent they've franchise. They've been bad at tanking. To yeah. get a top, to get the number one overall pick. And then, and then it would be very Knicks-ish to have the, the Sixers end up with a number one overall pick really in like funny. 2030. When every draft, it's like, oh, will it be New York? Zion to New York. Zion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, no. Never no, yeah, RJ Barrett. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would not do that trade, obviously. I wouldn't do it for all the... It's a big, all the, yeah. big take. Thank you. <laughs> but I think like the, the, the real discussion around this report is why is it out there? Like, why does it come out today? So yes. I don't think the motive is the same, but when the James Harden Houston Rockets report came out on Christmas, I don't think it was a coincidence it came out on Christmas. Like, you're releasing that that day so that it gets a ton of attention. Today is the opening of the NBA season. And now the main story, from what I can tell on Twitter, is Joel potentially to the Knicks. So why is it coming out today and who is leaking it? It's obviously coming out today because whoever does it wants it to be a big story. Just like when the Rockets James Harden thing came out, they, whether it was the Rockets or James Harden camp, whoever it was that leaked that, wanted that to be a big story. They wanted that to be a talking point in all the pregame shows during the Sixers uh, Knicks games that day. Like that was the motive of it. So this report could only come from a, a few places. The Knicks obviously could be the one to leak it to Keith. But they've also been, I think they've been leaking a lot. This whole time, I mean, the every, Knicks have every Agreed. national writers like the the Knicks, the Knicks are alert. The Knicks are to, yeah, the Knicks are the team to watch for Embiid. But the question is, like, could Embiid 
camp have leaked this? That's so that's who could I... Embiid's camp have put out there like, hey, just so you guys know, like the Knicks won us. Now the trash is packet. The, the sorry, the package is tra- the very, trash. Do you is... want to hear a funny story? When I was in like sixth grade, I was at a uh, school auditorium. I was in my school auditorium, and we were doing like a fire prevention thing. And the, they're trying to put out your takes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, early on, early on, that was uh, they knew. Um, but they asked like a question in front of the whole school, and the answer was that the house caught on fire. So they bring it up to me, they give me the mic, and I'm like, the fire caught on house. Yeah, and everybody laughed. Yeah, stuff. I, I, I can't, yeah. I can't say flip the switch. I keep, I keep saying switch the flip. But that doesn't sound as bad. Like yeah, you well, could. But when you say it fast and more and more, like more and more times, it sounds... yes. I also could never figure out the term a rising tide raises all ships. Well, I can never say inside baseball. We got that one. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I always say like in the dugout or whatever. I've gotten used Let's to it now. Let's go in the dugout. Thank you. Yeah, in the dugout with ESP. Um. So what was I saying? The Knicks. Oh, so the the package is obviously trash that that there that is being leaked mm-hmm. but i think if you're joel or his agent i don't think joel is hitting up keith and being like hey i heard they're going to offer it right but i do think it's possible that people in joel's camp are saying to keith like hey the knicks want joel like and we can all laugh at the offer and say like no one would ever do it but obviously it has to be out there for a reason and there's only one to, and both reasons meet at the same point which is the knicks want Embiid. and i do believe there is probably interest from Embiid's behalf on like on getting there. Mm-hmm. Like I I do think Joel wants to stay a sixer. I think his top goal is to win a title here in Philadelphia. I don't think he wants to move, like any of those things. But I do think he also sees the writings on the wall. Stars leave when things don't go well. Joel is stuck with this team through a lot. The James Harden situation is not working out well. They don't have a clear option to another star. Um, unless you think they're gonna sign one in cap space or they're gonna flip these assets. Like, but there was there's no clear star available for that. I don't think it hurts Joel in his camp to like have it be out there like there and obviously no teams want Joel but now you know the Knicks are a team. So between the Knicks and Embiid, I guess I'd maybe lean the Knicks but I would not rule out this is Embiid's camp like putting it out there that they want they want Joel. So why I think it's Embiid's camp is okay. is a couple things. One, like if you see that if you're a Sixers fan, right, and you see that trade package, your first reaction is obviously not. Right. Um so it's it's sort of saying appreciate me. Like, like I, I, I want to be a Sixer, but like that, the the criticism and and listen, I think the criticism is mostly fair, but we're also dealing with 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 athletes who I don't think love being criticized. Obviously, so um, I mean, this is exactly what Aaron Rodgers did for a couple of years in Green Bay. Yeah, where he was like, uh, all right, well then I'll retire, and then the Packers fans like, no, 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 yeah. like, like please, like we, you're still our guy, whatever. Um, so I think a part of it could be appreciate me. And then I think that the second thing is is a warning shot to the Sixers, mm-hmm. like a warning shot of like, listen, if you keep if you keep never having a real core around me, then why would I keep? Why would I stay here? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I think that's been the, when, when we heard Embiid talk at uh, at, at uh, you know media, media day when he said about like the Nuggets and how they had continuity and like I think that's the main reason they win. You look at these teams that consistently win. Like what what the Heat did a long time ago by bringing LeBron and and D-Wade and, and Chris Bosh, like that's so I don't think you can replicate that. Like Le- I agree. like LeBron is LeBron. And, and for whatever you want to say about LeBron, the guy in his peak could bring anyone together and likely win a championship yeah, or make he was the finals. The, he was the best player to ever play, <laughs> like, him or Jordan. Like yeah. it's just it, that's not that's not how it all always works in the NBA. Right. Like Playing together for a while, being team basketball, like that's winning basketball, and 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 I think he's just so fed up with. Okay, my first guy was Ben, great. Then it's Jimmy. Then it's like a next generation of Tobias. Team. Now and, it's yeah. James Harden. It's like, 
can we just build this thing? Now it's Maxi. And now it can be Maxi. Yeah. If if they well, it better be. If they, if, <laughs> I mean, well, they, yeah, but they also have to make a decision on the James Harden thing. Agreed. Which we'll get into, I'm sure. But yeah. like, but but it's also to your point. It's just part of a larger theme that's going to be there all season, which is, is this Joel's last season with the Sixers? Well, and, and when he, there was that report from, um, um, uh, you got it. I do. It's been, it's Sam Amick. No, oh, it, it was it's normally Sam. Whatever. Like. It was from an ESPN reporter, not Woj. Okay. Um, Ramona Shelburne. There it is. There was, Who's a, very tied into the Embiid. Camp. She's, she always has great yes. Embiid info. Um, but she said, you know, Embiid is, is thinking about the season and he's putting everything into this season. Like he's he's like really committed to this he's, he's season. In best uh, best shape of his life. It was like it was like that, but it was worded in a way of like this could be his last year here. Right. He's, he's putting all of his chips in the table, like you know, being all in. And ever since that report, I've kind of felt like this could be his last year here. And if it doesn't go how he wants, then this could be the last year of Joel. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it definitely could be the last year of Joel. And I wouldn't even rule out him getting traded at the deadline. Like, I, Could you imagine? So we'll give, I guess, our predictions for the season at then. And I, I, to no surprise, think the Sixers are going to be better than people think. But if this does start out poorly and the James Harden situation is going really badly, like it would not shock me if at the deadline. Now, the tough thing is you have to get a good offer and like there's all that stuff. But like if come February we're talking, hey, is this like is it smart to trade Joel? That would not be shocking to me. I mean, because they they could get out to a slow start. They have a new head coach. They have I mean, Maxie's in a whole different role. They don't have Harden. Like they start in Milwaukee, and it's very unfortunate they have to start in Milwaukee because that is certainly a uh, a game where if they lose that, people are going people are going to check out even more. And that's another interesting thing about the Embiid report this morning. There's kind of a lot of apathy meeting it. Like I tweeted about it and. When I tweeted, I was like, oh, man, people are really going to be mad about this. And not really. There was, like, no response to it. I got, like, 11 likes and nine responses. Like, so so and that's the last time I checked, at least. Nice. But Thanks. Um, I was just more surprised. I thought this would be, like, yes, the NBA is talking about it. I think you said it was either you or someone else said it. Um, this is a national story, not a local story. I think that's kind of telling about where the Sixers are at. Like, yeah. And clearly the Phillies are playing a game seven. This, like, there's all those things. But... I think that locally fans 
or just kind of, here we go. Let's see. The updated? 21 likes. Wow. I can't You're see how many. It, yeah, I can't see my responses, but it looks like maybe around 15 or something. Nice. So, um, that's like almost nothing. Numbies. I mean, that's it's usually yeah. I mean, that's, the, the, that's usually what you get on, on union tweets. Exactly, yeah. Well, my union <laughs> content is fire, and they are starting the playoffs. Um, But, yeah, I think that people are, we- it's like a weird reaction of like, of course I wouldn't do that, with also, like, just don't really care. Yeah, well, I also wonder, like, I don't know, if that, and it's not a knock on Keith, but, like, if that came from Woj or Shams. Yeah, well, I obviously. Like yeah. I feel like it's a way bigger, but, I mean, I mean, local local reporters do lay the groundwork sometimes. Yeah. And they and they are, like, you know, uh, they are used to put out information sometimes, and then, you know, eventually the, 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 the big guys get on top of it. Um, it. It just seems like something that's out there. But it, to your point, the Knicks have come up repeatedly. Yeah, but that's not on that. But this is the first time it's been like, here's what they want to offer. Yeah, which I don't like. I, again, there's no like if they if Julius Randle's ever a sixer, that's it. Like I just he's the <laughs> he guy. Won't, won't be won't be clapping to start I, the yeah, there will be I, no, that would be a, a a breaking point. He yeah. is he is just the like the worst when it comes to like a, like he's just an empty number guy. He's he, a, a strict empty. He doesn't pass the ball. Shoots a million threes. He's like but, uh, this is maybe not a great analogy, but you know like did you ever were you old enough for Pokemon? Yeah, of course. Okay. I named, I named my uh, I named my dog Raichu. Did you? Wow. Yeah, I know. What a what a cool That's guy. That's lame. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> so so I was tell like, me you played baseball without telling me. So I was probably eight when we got him. Okay, Raichu. Which one was that? It was the uh, evolution of uh, Pikachu. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so Pokemon. You were next level. You weren't just a basic, <laughs> so, not basic Pikachu. You were like, no, no, I'm a real Pokemon yeah, guy. So, yeah, so I, it was bad, dude. It was like, by the time I was in high school, I was like, yeah, I can't believe I let yeah, my dog I was big in, I was big into Pokemon, um, to no surprise. But anyway, I think Julius Randle is like if Michael Carter-Williams evolved from a Pokemon to like the next level. Like he's a better Michael Carter-Williams. Like empty stats, he'll like do a bunch of little things, but like you're never winning with him. Yeah. So, oh, we got. Yeah, that's Raichu. That's Raichu. We're looking at a picture of Raichu. Yeah, looks a lot like Pokemon. Pokemon. I yeah. mean, uh, or, Pikachu. Yeah, I know. Did you collect the cards? I did. Did you play the game? Yeah. I, I never actually played. I think I played it on Game Boy. Oh, Game Boy, I was huge on yeah. it. Collect. I, I would still, I wouldn't do it today, obviously, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good. Um, So anyway, yeah, no no interest in Julius Randle. <laughs> no, just, well, it's like the, the, the prize there is R.J. Barrett, who I also, I also don't think, think is, is, yeah. is any good. Well, let me ask you this. Like, what's your appetite for trading, Joel? Obviously, the pack, it's going to be hard to get equal package. We see that all the time. But like, just in general, as we enter the season, like, what's like your appetite for trading him? I mean, like relatively, like I, I guess I'd rather just get a ton of if they do trade him. Like, yeah. I, I'm not at the standpoint of like don't ever trade him. Like, because I, I just think it's gonna be hard to ever win with him. But obviously, I want to win with Joel Embiid because right. I think he's great. I just um, like I, you're never gonna get another star for him. I mean, that's like the the reality of NBA trades is like you hope you get a young player. But I'd rather just get a ton of picks. And, and yeah. see and see if you can like get a, another future star and flip those picks as opposed to draft. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess you could wait until a team is like the picks are locked in, and then you trade them for like a top five pick. Um, I would say for me, my appetite for trading Joel sounds like it's like a little higher than yours. So I do think the Sixers have a chance to win a title this year. I do think Embiid is awesome, but I also think there's something to be said for like selling high on your superstar, and it is kind of a like we'll talk about the hard. Thing in a second. Obviously, that's changed since the last time we talked. I feel a little bit differently about him, his willingness to be bought in. Yeah, than, really. <laughs> than I did the last time we recorded. Interesting. But I don't know. Like deep down, 
in like in my heart of hearts, like in my like takes of takes on basketball. Man, Embiid is awesome. He's so good. And I get he plays more like a guard now because he takes perimeter shots and blah, blah, blah. I just, there's always going to be a part of me that can't get down with building a team around like a slow center. Like I know Embiid's awesome. He is. He's very good. But at the end of the day, I think the reason they falter in the playoffs so much is because their best player is like a 350-pound whatever guy that like has lower body problems. So this is why when Dame was available, I was a little more interested in trading Joel for a package of all those young guards than I was like of bringing in Dame in a way. Because while I agree with you, like it would suck to trade Joel. And I actually think if they do trade Joel, they should trade him where he wants to go. Like I would work with Joel to put him where he wants to go. But are they ever really going to win with the center as their best player? Like the Nuggets did it, but that's only because they had the easiest, weakest schedule I've ever seen on the way to a title. Like, so I my appetite for trading Joel, if you can get a package like of two young guards that you're excited about and like three draft picks, I don't know. The idea of going into the season with, like, Maxi and let's use the Blazers. Like, if the Blazers decide they want to package Scoot Henderson with Embiid and they're willing to trade you, like, uh, Anthony Simons or, and those type of guys, like, I would be in on that. I would consider that. But so. it's like, it's here's here's the problem with Embiid, right? Is that, like, sure, in a perfect world, you can get young guards and you see what, you know, you can get. Right. But, like... <laughs> It's all going to lead to probably not being as good as you are with Joel Embiid. Well, you're definitely going to take a step back. Like, Embiid, with Embiid as your best player, your floor, and I think that's the case this season, too, is probably, like, the three seed. Or maybe if some other, like, the Cavs or somebody, or I don't think it's going to be the Knicks, but some team, like, has a surprising season and you deal with injuries, maybe you finish four. But, yeah, I agree. Like, if you trade... It's basically, it's it's obviously hitting the the, the reset button. Yeah, it's not the process, but it is rebuilding. But and I just don't know, like, if he's already asking out, then teams also know you're not going to get that much for him anyway. So, like, you don't, you maybe you wouldn't have to give up your your, your exciting young guard. Right. Even but though I, you probably should have to. Well, but this is a tough thing, too. Like, anywhere Embiid's going to go, you he's going to want a chance to win there, too. So, like, this would be funny, but, like, Bradley Beal in Phoenix. Like, I wouldn't trade him for Bradley Beal. But I don't know if, like, they get out to a not-great start, like, Devin Booker's not like I think the, you have to trade him somewhere where they have enough to win once once they get him while also getting enough back. And there's just not a lot of a lot of teams like that. But but going into the season, I'm definitely more open to trading Joel than I I think maybe most people are, which is weird because I'm also you also love Joel exactly. Well, but I'm just being honest. Like I think they can win with him, but at the same time, I I want the team built around guards. Like it's just how I feel. Like I can't get over. I'm about to tell you, you're so down. I mean, I know the fills have it's been tight. Well, it's just the, the truth. Yeah, but Wait till my season prediction. I mean, it seems like, you know, listen, I, the, the the one thing that I hope they do with Joel, like, I, if they trade him, okay. The, the only thing that I want them to do and be smart about is, listen, I know he's going to sell sell tickets. I know you want to put butts in seats. I know that. You think he will this year? I think they'll, they'll, still, they'll still do all right. Yeah. I'm not too worried about that. Um, they only have to fill 20000 It's not like. Right. It's not know, like the bank. It's not like the bank. The bank. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, like. Like, don't – I think it would be – I think the dumbest thing the Sixers could do is just run him into the ground and keep doing it over and over again. Yes, that's my point. Rather than, rather than get out a little bit early and, and realize you're probably not winning a title. Yeah. So I, I think that's my – that's more where I come from with Joel Embiid. Like, if you trade him, I don't think I don't think it would create as big of a, a mess as it would have been, like, two years ago or, or panic in the city. I think a lot of people would be like, okay. I, I, it's weird. I think people would be – honestly – I think they if, would not be excited if they traded Joel. I bet, and let's say they trade Joel, and you led the show with it today, and you were like, "All right, forget the Phillies." Right? I think you would get as many calls being like, "I've never been more excited about the Sixers than I am right now." 
And I'm not saying they're right. I'm saying I think people, we talked about this on the last pod. There's something refreshing about like Maxi being the face of the team. I think as well, long as it's refreshing until the season starts. Agree. I, yeah, like I, I agree with that. But I'm saying as long as Joel is here, they're always going to carry the burden of like the second round losses and the process and the tanking and Hinky, like unfairly, fairly, whatever. All that is always going to be tagged on Joel. And I think the fan base is sick of that stuff. They're sick of the second round losses. They're sick of how they got Joel, like all those things. I don't agree with them. But I guarantee you, if they traded Joel today for a bunch of draft picks and young players, you would get people for sure calling in. Well, I don't think they'd be saying this is the best I've ever felt about the Sixers. I, I think, think people would call in excited. That's my overarching I think, I think, that, I think they'd, be like, they'd be like, breath of fresh air. That's what I mean. Breath of fresh air. Like, I'm ready to, like, I don't, and to your point, once the season started, I think there'd be a rude awakening for people <laughs> yeah, about dude. how good and important Joel is. But I think the, the overarching feeling would be like, whew, like, all right. That that era is over, and that's probably where I would be. Like I, I'm. If it was the right package, I think I would be too. But the tough thing is, and this is why I probably just would have paid Harden. But like, they still have a chance to win. They really do. So I, it's kind of like best of both worlds and worst of both worlds at the same time. That's great. Yeah. I love that. You like that take? I do. Yeah, Thanks. best of both worlds. Um. All right. So uh, I do want to, uh, as we enter into the the Harden phase of our uh, of this yeah. podcast, I would like you to step out of fairy tale land. Okay. And into reality. Here I go. There, here you go. I've been forced into reality. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, like, well, I mean, where are you at with this James Harden thing? I mean, I'm just. Are you finally? He's not. He's not going to play. He's obviously not going to play Milwaukee. And, That's very. Clear and everything's not going to just be okay. Yeah. I mean, look. Here's my James Harden take. I'm just so disappointed in everybody. I'm disappointed in James Harden. I'm disappointed in Daryl Morey. I'm disappointed in how the Sixers are handling it. I'm disappointed in James Harden's agent. Like, they should be working together on this. They have a chance to win a title if if James Harden comes in and plays. And it's just so frustrating that he came in and it looked all good. And I was like, look, he's bought in and all these things. And then he just left. He just flat out left. Like, if I'm the Sixers, I don't know what I do at this point. Because... I, I guess part of me is has reached the point you were of like just get him off the team, mm-hmm. but he's he's also one of your only like I don't know somewhat valuable trade chips. He's not even that valuable, but at least like he's one of the big contracts you have on the books that you could move for something. I don't know if I'm at the point where I would just be like, all right, give me, you know, Norman Powell and a first. Like, well, I think Norman Powell is is a little underrated. Come on, man, you're a bucket boy. He's a bucket. I boy. am, and he is a bucket boy. That's true, and he shoots. Um, but yeah, I mean, since the last time we talked, obviously I'm just so, I'm just disappointed. And honestly, I'm more disappointed in the Sixers than I am James Harden. I, I, they knew what they were getting themselves into when they traded for James Harden. They clearly butchered this situation. Like, I don't, I don't care what people say about like, this is what James Harden does and all those things, blah, blah, blah. Obviously he feels he was told something that did not happen. Clearly. Like a hundred percent. Do I think, and we haven't recorded since James talked to the media, like, do I think that James Harden actually wants to retire a Sixer? Like, yeah, I think if financially it made sense, he wants to retire a Sixer. But I really honestly do believe James Harden when he says his trust is broken. I do. And so while I, I'm disappointed in how he's handling it, and I think he should not handle it this way, Stephen A. Smith actually, I think, like did a really good job of explaining this and saying that, like, James, man, what about your teammates? Like, I get that you're upset, but like, what about the other people in the organization besides Daryl Morey? What about Joel Embiid? What about Tyrese Maxey? What about P.J. Tucker? What about Pat Beverly? Like, what about all your friends on the team that you're just, like, dipping on for no reason? And, yes, I do think Daryl Morey screwed this up. And, frankly, if I were the Sixers, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I definitely would fire Daryl Morey, but I don't know. Like, who would you rather have in the organization? Would you rather have a happy, a happy Daryl Morey or a happy James Harden? Uh, I'll still take Morey. 
Yeah. I'd still take Maury. All right. I think there's I, th- I I refuse to believe he's this eh at his job. I he's, I, he's been here for a few years. By yeah, the but way, he also he also walked into a, I mean it was a disaster situation. By the way, my take that Howie's a better GM than Daryl really aged well. People never bring up my takes at age well. No, I just like never. to highlight that that I was correct about that. Nice. Um, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I think like firing Daryl to appease James Harden is, is a like a dangerous idea. is a dangerous a precedent to set. I I agree with you on that. He's first off, he's going to be here for a year anyway. But like, could, how funny, like. Again, not funny because you don't want to say lose their job. But could you? <laughs> but could you? Could you imagine? Like they fire James, uh, they fire Daryl Morey, and the next day James Harden comes back. He's like, "Yeah, my personal situation's over with. Yeah. Like I'm <laughs> feeling better." Well, now. what? It, or the worst situation would be they fire Morey, and then Harden's like, "Eh, no, nah, I'm still." That would still. That yeah, would be. Still... I think you'd need a promise. For yeah. Him. I mean, honestly, if you're James Harden, that's the ultimate like. Way to get Maury back. Oh, it's the, it's the Although Maury still the, gets his money, so yeah. Believe me, they'll they'll be they'll be okay. Um, so I mean, where are you at with the James Harden thing? Well, no, I'm, I'm where it's where I've been this whole time. Like, yeah. I just I just I'm ready for it to be over. I, I just I, I, on one hand, do I understand that? Yes, he theoretically makes the Sixers better next year. But when we're talking not just theoretically, we're talking about breaths of fresh air and wanting to believe in the team, wanting to like the team. I, I just think that's so much easier to like a team. With Maxi as the second best player, I agree. Then, then it is James Harden, and like, I agree with that's that. where I'm at with the Sixers team. It's like I just want to like him again because yeah. like I, I don't think I, I I don't really like him, and I don't think a lot of the city likes him right now because it's just been the, all, a constant cycle of the same thing. But if it's Maxi as the second best player, it's like okay, well maybe maybe he can be the guy. Yeah, and I mean I talked about this last podcast, like he kind of has that hurts feel to him where it's like, well I don't really think he can do it. But he always, he just but does he, it. But he figured out a way to do it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think they're they're cut from the same cloth in that in that way. Um, so like I just the the trade package is gonna suck for him. Like I mean the, the fact that they won't put Terrence Mann in it is is atrocious. I, so I I actually think we're underrating Terrence Mann at this point. I like point. Terrence. Mann. Yeah. I think we've gone from it being like oh that'd be a nice player and everyone be like I can't believe they're not including Terrence Mann. Like Terrence Mann. He's not young anymore. He's 27, but he is like a prototypical what you want in an NBA player today. Like tall, long. He's put up big games, shooting a high percentage from three. Like obviously, he has value. If mm-hmm. the Clippers are holding him, and Daryl thinks he's worth a first round pick, so yes, if I were the Clippers, I would probably include Terrence Mann. But to to like what the point we're making about Harden, he is a free agent, so you're trading a young, cost somewhat cost controlled player for at least one year. Um, I think he's actually two years left on his deal. But regardless, you're trading a young player at a cheap rate for an old player that you're going to have to sign to extension or pay him big money for one year. Like I don't think it's crazy for the Clippers. Not I think you can really want James Harden while also valuing Terrence Mann. Yeah. Well, I, I probably, if, if it's coming down to, to picks and Terrence Mann, I'd rather just get Terrence Mann. If that I agree with sense. that. Yeah. Like, I don't need to worry about like, that. If, if they said, we'll give you Covington, Norman Powell, and Terrence Mann right now, I would do all that. All day. I would do that. I, like, I think all three of those players, uh, you pair them with Maxi, like, you put them around Joel. Like, I, 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 I see it. Plus, it's Roko. Getting yeah, Roko exactly. back would mean a lot to me. Just begin the process. Yeah, again. just get it all over. Now, again. you can't get Drew. Just go and get, uh, well, I get Covington. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, that's more value than Drew. Yeah. <laughs> well, Drew Holiday's not even a starter. Yeah, so, so <laughs> he's not even starting. We're going to miss out on that. Uh, but yeah, I just, the thing with the Harden situation is, like, who is this benefiting by keeping him around? Well, and but also, who's it benefiting by him sitting out? Like, so what if they go to Milwaukee on Thursday and they win? What's he gonna do? Is he gonna come back all of a sudden? Like, like it could. Well, he's not. He's not playing. But I'm saying, it, like, he could end up almost in the like 
I can't think of the right expression, but like in just like oblivious or like uh irrelevant. Like he could end up just like being in Houston chilling where like the Sixers are winning, no one's trading for him, and he's not causing a scene. Like so I actually think he's better off. Like if I was advising James Harden on how to get traded, I would come and play. Yeah, I know. I, I, but he's not going to do it. He's not going to do that. But at he least should. he's not going to play Milwaukee. Well, he should, well so, I mean, imagine that's, he, that's uh, one reason why I think he showed up to camp. It was so, like, I'm a good teammate. I'm in shape. Like, I can, I can do all that so stuff. So Sixers-Bucks has to be prime time. Like, it must be on some. Well, it's 730. There's only two games. Right. That's what I mean. So it's going to be like a big a national game. Yeah. No? James is saying it's not. You're telling me it's like a local Comcast game? That seems very weird. That's sad for the Sixers. Yeah. But I'm, regardless, it's the season opener. If he was playing in that game. No, it's on TNT. Yeah, yeah. If, if he's playing in that game. All pregame, they're talking about James Harden. And yeah. they will, too, to an extent. But, like, James, man, if you—James Harden, sorry. <laughs> James Harden, if you want to uh, if you want to cause a scene, don't do it from home. Like, come play. Play well or whatever. So, I think this is not going to work out well for James Harden. Although, maybe he'll get to LA. So. It's just—it's just—end it. I agree. <laughs> like, just I, I agree. It. I'm sick of talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's—he's it, never going to play— if he's here, it's gonna be a story. Like, if you really want to start building another team, get him out of here. Yes, it's okay. Agreed. Um, all right. Speaking of that, Sixers season does start Thursday. It does. Uh, Sixers Bucks seven thirty. What an unfair first game, by the way. And I, like, what, do you, what do you mean unfair? When the, when the Eagles got their schedule, oh I thought it was God, unfair. You are but such at least a the, baby. But at least the Eagles are like a premier franchise and like blah blah. And the Sixers have been one of the best franchises in the league in the history the of the sport. Yes, yeah. exactly. But. It just sucks. Unfair is not the right word. It just sucks they have to start at Milwaukee. Yeah. It just okay. sucks because no, here's the reaction. If they lose, everyone's going to be like, oh, here we go. Like, what's a sixer? Like, da-da-da. Right? But, and if they win, people, I, get, I, I hope, will just allow themselves to be happy for once and be excited. But if they won't, if more than likely, people are just going to be like, oh, who cares? It's not the playoffs. I'm not, like, you know, wake me up in February, blah, blah, blah. Like, so it just sucks that they're playing a team that they're likely going to get smoked by. And everyone's just going to make fun of them. Just sucks. I like that you're getting out in front of it. Thank I'm you. I'm glad that you're covering like every single base. I mean, right? Like they're playing Dame and Giannis in the first game since they traded for Dame and Giannis signed a max max extension. I'm actually surprised he signed the max. It, well, it, for 62 a year. I mean, no, I know, but well, I mean, they're clearly just tying those two together for three years, and then yeah, and then, it's not a bad plan. I don't think Giannis is going to be there after that. No, I think Giannis at one point will play for another team. Yeah, that's not Milwaukee. Yeah, I think. But he's out of but there. that aside, this isn't you know. Clap your bucks. No, yeah. no, we would never, we would never do that. <laughs> um, like I don't think you think they're gonna win on Thursday. No. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> no. And so it sucks. That's all I'm saying. Like I wish they were playing the, you know, some bad team. Yeah, Charlotte. Well, you get uh, out to a one and zero start. Yeah, and I can come on the post game pod yeah, and be fine. like, this is why they always win fifty games. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and be now that being said, if they beat Milwaukee. Oh no, 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 it's not. I, it, look, it definitely means something if they beat Milwaukee. What does it There's mean? There is literally what does it mean? no. Dude, if Maxi, because if they win, Maxi's gonna have to be great. If Maxi goes to it's Milwaukee, the first game hold on, hold on, hold on, an hold, NBA on hold on, hold on. If Maxi goes to Milwaukee and drops like thirty plus, and they win, like obviously that's a sign that they're one of the best teams in the East, like without question. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can I mean, do this. Best podcast. team in the league. I mean, <laughs> I dude, they won fifty plus games last I, year. Dude, I, it's the first game of, of Giannis and they're his, playing his Miller the, ever okay. playing together. Right, but they're dude, playing. Dude, Michael Carter Williams in his first game beat the Miami Heat. Yeah, and he won that, rookie. He won rookie of the year. So what? So what? <laughs> right. I get what you're I'm saying, a, dude. I'm excited. I get I just, what you're saying. I, it's one game, but 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 I think also like people are entering this year as if like this team is complete trash. Like they're definitely a top. No, no one's seven entering. Or, no one's entering the year thinking yes, they're trash. Yes, they are. No one. No, they're not. Everyone. They're is, frustrated. Is anybody they keep that, losing in the Is round. anybody that you look at you slamming the table? Is is anybody? <laughs> does anyone that you talk to go like, man, I can't wait for the Sixers to have a chance to win a title? 
No. Okay. Then that's what I'm saying. So they're underrating the Sixers. But that's that and trash. Everyone knows they're going to win 50 games. Like, no one cares. I, I, don't, I don't think that's true. Okay. What is right? They're going to be a uh, top four so seed. So what's your prediction? They're going to be a, a, the top four seed, and yeah. they're going to get to the second round, and they don't have enough to get out of the second round. That's <laughs> what I think is going to happen. I, and I, I just – we'll see. I hope they do. I hope I, – I, I'm not rooting against the Sixers. I don't hate the Sixers. It's just like I, I have to live where I, where I think this I get, team is I get at. It. All right. How about let me ask you this. Which team do you think is more likely to collapse? Here we the go. Bucks or the Celtics? Uh, Celtics. I agree Porzingis is a loser. Porzingis is a loser. Drew's not even starting for them. Like, their coach might be trash for what it's worth. Yeah, I, I don't think he's very good. Right. So I think they have more likely. Now, with the Bucks, and this is ironic coming from a Sixers podcast where Joel is hurt. Or Joel has actually been relatively healthy. But regardless, certainly an injury-prone big man. I don't know, man. The Giannis back thing. And I know Dame, like, sat last part of last year because they were, like, saying, hey, we're basically tanking. But they do have two older guys. Like, I... I think that there's a chance one of those two teams doesn't really like accomplish what everyone thinks. So I think there's a world where the Sixers are are a top two seed in the East. But more than likely, my prediction would be I think the Sixers are going to be a three seed. I think they're going to trade James Harden for a collection of role players. I think around the trade deadline we'll be doing pods about, hey, maybe they'll get this star. And I think maybe there's a chance like – I think the Sixers have some upsides if they get a Zach Levine. Like that would be a massive – I know you think he's a loser. Loser. But yeah, I know. But (laughs) would you rather have him or Julius Randle? Oh, Levine and them. Okay. Like, Randall's not on my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Mount Rushmore of guys you wouldn't want. Yeah, like Reggie Jackson. <laughs> like, so uh, my Mount I'm trying to think of four guys. Like So Randall would definitely be one of them. Zion Williamson would be in my Mount Rushmore. Bad contract, like hurt all the time, basically an overweight center. He would be up there on guys I wouldn't want to trade for. Um, I can't think of two more. Nice. Yeah, thanks. I mean, Randall's just the like, – Yeah. <laughs> I've, 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 wa- I've watched enough of them. To, I agree. Like, I just yeah, can't, I agree. Can't, can't stand them. So that would be my prediction for the year. I think they're going to be a top three seed. <laughs> they, they're going to they're going to get to the second round, and, then and what's I gonna think happen? they're going to get out. There I think is. this is their year. There I think they're going to get out. Of the... Very, very inspiring. All right, here's a take I was thinking of this morning. Fantastic. I don't think they have to get out of the second round for it to be a successful year. Well, the, the expectations I, are lower. This I year. think I think this year is tied to how good Maxi is. Okay. If at the end of the so year, so you're saying the most important thing for this year is Maxi? Can he be the second yes. best? Yes. I think if at the end of the year, Maxi's showing that you showing you that he can be like one of two things: either like a 27, 26 point per game score, or like a twenty two and like basically what Harden is like a ten assist guy. Then I think you can go in, into the following season with like Nurse, Maxi, Joel, a ton of cap space, and you're like, all right, we're building something. I think that while obviously it would be phenomenal for me personally if they got out of the second round for my takes, like, but I think there's a world where they play a, a tough seven game series and Maxi's awesome that you end the year and you feel like, you know, some upside because you have a young guard that you think could be legit to build around. Is Pat Bev a sixer by the end of the year? Yes. I think Pat Bev's going to be good. I'm, Not I, just for I, content. I love Pat Bev. Well, did you see the whole him and Ben Simmons thing? No. What have you been living in Citizens Bank Park? I have been. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess uh, he got thrown out because for yelling at Ben Simmons. Because Ben Simmons was talking trash to uh Oh. Thrown out, thrown out of where? A preseason game. Oh, okay. <laughs> Clap your hands. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, When that happened? Yeah, you really have been in Philly's land, dude. I've been. I literally. I know. Flew it's, to Arizona. I know. Did, it's been a. It's been a rough two two weeks for you. Did read a bunch of radio shows. Yeah. Like the I got a game seven in eight hours, so I'm trying. I'm doing. Are best. you going to give a prediction on if they're going to win or not? The Phillies? Yeah. No. 
<laughs> no prediction on that. I am confident they'll win while also like just terrified. How about this? From one to ten, what do you think the chances are they win? Uh like an eight. All right, so I'm at like fifty five. Yeah, I know. Well, no, I, here's my theory on you. It's like I appreciate you, you. You're trying, right? Yeah, no problem. I know you don't want them to win because of the Sixers. Dude, it, it's it's like <laughs> you're the second person to say this to me. Like, why would I? Like, I don't care at this point. I'm not obviously. Obviously, if the Phillies lose, the benefit is that like there's no benefit. No, well, I mean, I think people then can then hopefully appreciate what the Sixers did have, oh, yeah. have accomplished. Is the, but I don't think people are going to do that. So I'd rather just go are, to the World Series next I week. Just, man, I uh, honestly, I selfishly, selfishly, the reason I want the Phillies to win more than anything is I want to get on a parade float. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it'd, be, it'd be an amazing moment. That's what I'm saying. It'd be amazing, and then we'll get the same thing for the Sixers. Hey, if they, if they get out of the second round, I think we deserve a, a parade. Yeah. I, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I, in all seriousness, I, I am very excited for this. Rest I am too. Thursday's going to be, it's going to, I don't think it's going to determine how great they are if they beat the Bucks. I don't really, if they lose whatever, like they're expected to lose. But I just, I, I like watching the Sixers play basketball. And also, just everybody relax. Like sports are fun. We love the Sixers. Wait, it's Seltzer? Ba- no, I'm just like, I'm just saying. It's a very like, Seltzer thing to it say. Is, but like, I'm, I'm serious with this whole like, oh, I don't want to watch the Sixers. Like, like, guys, we do this for fun. Well, that's for Twitter thirst. I know it is. Yeah, deep but down I just, inside. My least favorite take in sports right now. Of any sport, any take is like, oh, I don't want to watch the Sixers. Like, guys, just watch the Sixers. Like, I like, I like, what do you, like, you act like it's like torture to watch them. It's not. Like, they have a great player. They're going to win a lot of games. I just, it annoys me. Yeah. Well, we'll see you in the second round. We'll see you in the second round. Go, Fells. Um, and we'll, we'll be, uh, by the way, obviously, post game pod Thursday. If you're listening 40 minutes into this podcast, <laughs> bless you. Um, Elliot and I will be on the uh, uh, WIP YouTube. Yeah, after. live stream immediately after the game. With a ton of reaction. Ton of reaction on what happened. And I, I promise it'll be the. I, I know I haven't watched the preseason. You're going to watch this I am one. Locked in. You're locked. Well, at this point, there will be no Phillies. Yeah. They'll either be preparing yes. or. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. So I'll be locked in. Watch do not like, worry watch about like it. a champ. Yeah, well, I always do. I yeah. watch. I watch I know every you do. single Sixers game. I know you do. So just not the preseason. Just ones. not. Well, again, I will say it's been unfortunate timing. It's been like a, it really has been. Yeah, like every preseason game has been during a Phillies game, which is horrible. And it's really tough to get up and watch a preseason game the next morning. I did the first one, but the other ones I just yeah. couldn't do it. That's right. That means right. I watch the Sixers. Well. Thursday night we'll be back uh, reacting to a big Sixers win mm. and Elliot telling us that they they really might be a top two seed in the East, especially the Phillies. Especially the Phillies. Yeah. You'll be smiling. No, I will not be. I hope they win. I hope they win. Thank you, buddy. No problem. Uh, Go Phils, go Sixers. We'll talk to you Thursday.